All right, we are back on another episode of the Doug Serravo Show, which is brought to you by Stutz Betting. Bet like Michael Lepore. On today's episode, it is our first ever round table discussion. Join my friends Pete, Judy, Carolyn, and Jim as we discuss the power of love. Alright, we are live on the Doug Survival Show. We got Judy, Pete, the author of The Power of Love, <laughs> Carolyn, <laughs> and Jim. So how's everyone doing today? Awesome. Doing great. fine. We had a doing great. great. Yeah. Alright, first, my first question is for Carolyn. With The Power of Love, how do we move forward in the world? One day at a time. All right, Carolyn, cool. Uh, Jim? The power of love to me, it's infinite. It, it's in all, all states of mind. It's something that pertains to the universe, to our country, to the state, to the family, and to your soul. It all comes together as one. So I see love. Judy? Well, I see love as being very, very powerful. Um, and again, as Jim said too, it comes in many forms. And I think we have to really get back to a little basic. Um, it does involve religion. And of course, not everyone is on board with religion. And I think in a way, that's where we've lost love. Um, you know, people have to remember do unto others as you would have done to you. Um, you know, would you like someone speaking nasty to you? No. So when you speak to someone, whether you like them or not, you speak to them as a human being, um, that's love. You know, it might not be love for that person, but it's showing compassion, it's showing a love for humanity. And I think that people have to start thinking that way. And I think that with social media, and, um, you know, uh, family units not being together as they used to be, I think that's a, a little getting lost. So we need to bring love, more love back. The power of love. Pete? What is love? What is it really? Is it a feeling? Is it a passion? Is it something that, that strikes you? Is it a chord? Is it, is it biological, physiological, anat anatomical, spiritual? Emotional? Is it all of the above? What is it? What is it? What does it really entail? What does it really come from? What does it really mean in the long run? Everyone wants to be loved, but they. But what does that really mean to you? What do they want? What do they really want from love? What does it really give you that that you have to be that you feel that it's so important to you? Is it something that that's it's a constant respect, a trust in somebody, a belief by by something? It's. Is it a support? Is it knowing that you want it's something you, that gives you the strength to go on? What does it do? What does it really come from? How do you actually get it? Why do some people feel they have it and many of you don't, don't feel they've been loved enough or didn't have any at all? It's a tough, it's, it's really you have to define it for where you want it, to, want it to be for your own life and how it's gonna be. 
love leads to is what is the mother of what leads to success, trust, respect, and and money and any other things you want to your own life. So where do you go from there? How do you get it? Where do you start? Carolyn, would you like to add anything to that? Oh, that's that's a mouthful. That's 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 beautiful. It's um, make Pete, you make it sound how important it really is. It's all it's all encompassing, isn't it? It's very important. Jim? Yeah. Well, the Greeks had three forms of it, which I don't remember, but uh, fidelity. Fidelity. Like brotherly love, it's motherly, you know, it's family love, it's uh, uh, um, amore, it's, it's amorous love, and I'm not sure about the other one, but I think there's also agape, which is God's love, which is infinite love, which many of us fall very short of, but agape, well, fidele, amore. To be present, I would think, to take love in a, in a very... Uh, presence, meaning, um, it's of the moment, I would think, because as you, as a friend of mine that passed away last week, I think of the past, I haven't seen her in, you know, 10 years, 12 years, I'm, I uh, met her at a store once for 15 minutes and we spoke and then we parted, we, we graduated together at grammar school in eighth, from eighth grade. And uh, I, I didn't know she was suffering from cancer for four years. So I'm thinking to myself, wow, I, I never heard, I didn't know. And, and so I really want to spend some respect and love to the family and to her uh, passing. So I went to the wake and to the funeral and met her family, and, uh, and so time passes on, and that was a moment that I could share some love with the, uh, all the family and friends. And it, it, that, you know, that's a, a stage of um, sorrowful love, but um, there's a lot of joy in love, things that we can find on, on a brighter side than someone that we know gets married, a, a daughter or a son, you know, and you go to the wedding and you see the birth of a new family occurring. And that's a new, brighter side of love. So, you know, we open the book and we close the book with love. And it, mm. it's, it just goes on for infinity. Infinity is endless and it's all how you want to characterize what your presence with love is um, yeah it can be in a negative light you know Hopefully. no I don't know well I just gave you some example what do you what do you see it as oh you mean sadness, and love. sadness but, but, but I don't think negative. that's it's, not love but I don't think that's a negative love 
Well, it's a. It's That's a, not a negative love. I mean, well, because you, you have compassion. I mean, I think right. it's all encompassing. Like, like you know, all the things that Pete mentioned. That's what like, it's. It's everything. It's emotional. Exactly. It's the way you're raised. It's your parents. Like, if your parents are good people, I believe you come out being a good person. I think it's a little genetics. I think it's a little, you know, your environment, the way you're raised. You know, you can have maybe not a good home life but if you if you go to school or you have friends that are loving and compassionate you can learn from that it's a learned it's experience a learn. it's an innate experience it's, a, it's something that you you have within you if you don't love yourself you're not going to love anyone else correct you know and sometimes i believe that we're all born with a blank slate and it's part of it is our environment that forms how we grow so so you might have been born with love, but your environment can crush that if you come from a home that's not good. But if you're that strong-willed person that doesn't want to have your that life um, as a vicious cycle, you if you're strong enough, you can overcome that lack of love and you can say, I don't want to be that way. I don't want to have the rest of my life being the way my parents raised me, or the way my home life was, that negative style of love, that negative attention, whatever you want to call it. But you, but you know, but even though somewhere in that, that bad, that, that negative, maybe household or upbringing, there still is a little bit of a love, you know, of a mother and a father still have a love for that human being most of the time. And, and, you know, there have been children who've been abused, but They'll go back to their mother in a heartbeat, and that mother will want them back. You know, how many times they want to be put in foster care, and the mother wants to keep them. They're fighting to keep them, even though they're abusive. Because there is some form of love there. A conscience. Because it's part of them. It's a conscience. It's a conscience, maybe. And maybe right. it's a realization that, hey, this this baby, this kid right. is a part of me. You know, so there's, there's the always a chemistry. Right. There's always... A little bit of love, I think, even in the worst case scenario, there's some kind of something, but that love can can come to fruition and and grow through other other people and other things that occur in that person's life. It doesn't have to be. I don't think love is 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 ever that negative. Well, the, where there is a negative, I find there is a positive. So I was trying to exemplifies the death versus the wedding. Mm -hmm. It's the beginning and the end uh, form of positive and negative because the fields, the two fields, ex without those two fields, nothing would be here. And that we have families, I think it was in Detroit or Wisconsin, was two parents that bought a gun for their son and they knew he was a little off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I know that story. And yep. he shared a few bullets with the students mm -hmm. in school. They didn't make it. That was very sad. That was and very, the very parents sad. ran away from it, mm -hmm. knowing they gave him the gun. Right. And then you have the Columbine, well, uh, Sandy Hook, mm -hmm. another one. You know, she had love for her son. Here's a nice gun, son. Right. Well, sometimes you know? people think that part of love is... is or things, material things. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, you know. I love my kid. Here's twenty bucks. Go do whatever you want with it, because then that kid is gonna love me more. No, no. It's what you teach the kid. You know, it's not. 
just material things that are going to make them love you. It's sitting with them maybe and reading a storybook when they're little. You know, maybe it's it's when they're a little bit older saying, hey, let's go to a movie together. You know, it's, it's um, <clears throat> you know, having respect for one another. You know, as the kids grow older, you know, sometimes the relationship becomes a little more confrontational. So you don't, you're not really friends with your kids, but you have to have that give and take respect so there's not that confrontation, that that love continues to grow, you know? Um, you know, even in a relationship with my daughter, I have a great relationship with her, and, you know, I've always respected her opinion. Okay, well, w w you know, what do you want to do? Oh, you want to do that? Well, I don't think that's a good idea because, and I will give her the reasons why, so think about it for a minute. You know, I have respect for her opinion, and then in turn, she comes around to have respect for my opinion or my, my advice and my direction, you know, because you have to give them a chance to grow. You know, mm -hmm. when they become teenagers, they want to, they want to, they want to take control of their lives. They want to yeah. take control. They think they're old enough. They understand when, of course, you're, you're the older person, you're wise enough that you know that they don't really get all about life. But you have to talk to them about it. You have to explain to them why. My mother used to say, talk, talk, talk to your kids. And she's right. Talk to them. Tell them why. Explain to them. Yeah. You know, so this way they understand. You know, and... What do you do with the unruly kid that doesn't want to understand, that doesn't really want to do anything what you want them to do? You know, that's you that's a little... That they should do? That's a little tough, you know, and it depends on the situation, you know. What kind of relationship has there been? Have Has that unruly kid gotten away with everything all their lives? Have they always dictated what went on in the house? Were they the ones who always said, no, I want this and this is what we're going to do? All right, that's what we'll do. Ha was that the relationship? You know, are you, are you um, mm. belittling that kid for every little thing that they say? Uh, you know, what is the relationship? What is the love there? What, what is the connection? You know, do you have a connection there? You know, sometimes with unruly kids, it's because, hey, their whole life they've gotten away with whatever they wanted. Yeah, you know, um, and yes, sometimes there is that one kid in a family that, you know, what are you going to do with them? But I think to keep on them and just keep talking to them and keep redirecting to something that they can get involved in that's Absolutely. beneficial and good. Active that's, minds. Yes, yes, Keeping yes. the mind active and not yes. sedentary where they become introverted. Right, because they're, they're unable to function as a normal child. Exactly, exactly. You know, uh, Idle Mind is a devil's workshop. You know, keep them busy, keep them active. You know, um, they're, 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 it depends on the dynamic of the relationship to control, control that unruliness. Peter, how do you see? Love is really, it's, it's a deep affection for something that goes beyond an agreement to a person or a thing or anything else on, a, on not just a biological level, but on, a, on an emotional, a spiritual a level as well. There are no, it's, it's an agreement that goes beyond what papers were signed and what words were spoken. And it's, and it's something that's connected for it. It's a passion that you want to have for something. I mean, that you find what you truly, that you truly feel that likes and is something that that connects to you in your own life or the people around you. As the older I get, the more I realize, the less I really know. That's right. Because love is really is just a word. It really is is a word for the meaning that you give it and what what you connected it or you associate it with. 
in a case of, of a, your child or your daughter and things like that, when you have an unruly kid is usually one that lacks focus for it. The first thing you always say to them when they, when you ask a question is, is I've noticed you do this, that, and the other thing in this situation. Why do you do that? And you say, and, and I don't know just is, or maybe I do this is not an answer. You did it with a method and a motive because you had a love to want to do what you did. And you can't tell me you didn't, you didn't want to do it or it wasn't something you needed to do. And if it was spell it out for me, because I will I can only understand to a level I'm intelligent, not telepathic, mm. but I have a, but I have a love for you that I want to see mm. hey, you go to the next level that I never got to. Mm-hmm. I want something. And as far as the kids that were given guns to oh, most, if, all of the evidence points that all of these kids were on, on or coming off some sort of either antidepressant medication or drugs with it. As I always tell people, for, for guns don't kill people, it's husbands who come home early. <laughs> well, anyway, but I mean, where I go to the point is that it's just a tool that's being used for something, either protection of yourself, your family, your property, your Second Amendment right, or if, and if you live in a more in a more rural place or someone that, that's more primitive, you'd use that for hunting of food, protection of property, keeping out, protecting yourself against criminals because even the police will not be able to protect you for you. It's, it's a love and, and love is just, is to me is something that, that builds the foundation that gives you hope and a motive to want to get out and do what, what to make yourself and other people around you better individuals. It's something that you want to, you wanted to explore the meaning of, and the more you, and the more questions you answer, the more open up, and you want to go, yeah. oh, and find yeah. out more. It's a development stage. Pete, your words, your words, you know, really hit home largely with me. I have. Do you think that if the children, the young adults or the youngsters who committed mass murders, do you think that they did that because they didn't have love? And how does someone with love do something like that? It's, it'd have to be on some sort of biological level, or mm. it could be something that was well hidden from the public at all. I mean, it's been proven for years, many a person that, that didn't even have a problem, it had something just pop out of nowhere because they were beaten up, sexually molested, or, so, or they had an accident, or they had a traumatic experience. Just look at the people coming home from the war on terror and or any war in time that from shell shock, post-traumatic stress disorder, or, or maybe they had an injury that, that, that killed, like the one that just killed Bob Saget recently, mm-hmm. or, or many of the, the football players who had chronic traumatic encephalopathy, which is not even able to see on an MRI, but only through an autopsy from the, from the protein buildups that go up around it. Or it could be, or it could just be something that was raised within a household or an environment that they, they saw and they, they didn't want to be part of, or they didn't have anything to compare or contrast with it or go outside of it. Cults have been known to do this for generations over. Mm. It's always built on the same thing, hidden agendas, deceit, financial and sexual exploitation, and on, on always a nonstop adulation and omniscience of the leader of the cult or the people that work within it, mm. over disciplinarian of certain, of even the most smaller things. Life comes in a balance as best I know how to live it, and where that is, is completely subjective as far as I know. There's a general rule for everybody, yet at everything, I mean, one size, one size doesn't fit all. You can't paint 
every every canvas with the same brush and the same colors. Right, 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 right. You know, you, um, something came up for me when you were speaking of this, and um, there was a study in, I believe it was Portugal, and it was uh, regarding addicts, and they did a program, um, and I'm sorry I can't give you specifics, but you could probably research this. They did a program where they took they took addicts, mostly young young adults, and put this in this program where basically people cared for this person, gave them jobs, gave put them into families, put them as part of the community, and really basically gave time to this individual and let them know that they were worthy. And the success rate of this particular program was off the charts as a result of know what they were doing so they made it a community effort and that you know that everyone was involved in this so in a sense it's when you give someone your time and your talent and your treasure so to speak you're you're giving them some type of love and and um it's a support it's it's it the, one of the old anti-abortion commercials used to be life what a beautiful choice yet the life they showed you Everybody in that, if you look at the background closely enough, lives in a well, a well-clothed, well-fed, well-housed, well, well-supported community, well-supported household, well-stimulated school. Well, they, it's the ideal that they have. If everybody could have that, who would consider an abortion or a crime or or be violent, violent to your own neighbor? And that's the God. In that same, in that same way, I mean, it goes back to. A study I read about when I was all the way back in college called about the intelligence test they gave in Indiana in 1967, where they, they said this is the most highly advanced test there was. They had all the teachers taken. They said, out of the 30 kids in class, these are your 10 most intelligent. These are the, the kids that have potential but haven't reached it. These are, well, it'll last them lots of luck to them. They came back at the end of the term. The highly intelligent kids were in one section. The middle kids were in the other and the other ones were in the other. Problem was, the test was a fake. The test was designed to see what would there be the reaction would it this, by the teachers and everybody around them if they felt this person was this smart, this dumb, or this way or that way, and it became exactly that. And this has been duplicated all around the world in every environment, in education, business, sporting, sports teams, anything you want to think of. You treat them, you treat people like human beings, they act like human beings. You treat them like they're smart, they'll act smart. You treat them like they're animals and they're dumb, they'll act like dumb animals. Yeah, monkey, yeah. Yeah, well that really goes back to saying, do, do one to others as you have to, would you like somebody to treat you like a dummy? No, you want to be spoken to like an individual, like a human being. You, know, you want to be held. You want, it, you want it. You want to be given a chance in life. Everybody deserves a fair chance. One of the biblical stories is based on in the Garden of Eden that the Adam and Eve were given two trees to go to: the tree of love or the tree of knowledge. Eve, to, Eve coaxed Adam into, into eating from the tree of knowledge. Because mm -hmm. it comes back to you. What do you want? Do you want knowledge and omniscience that you could be the next? You can be God and you know all of the meaning of the universe. Or would you rather be loved and and be something for that first? If you have that, do you really, um, if you have a story of the case that, that goes with this, do you want, if you have love, success, or money to pick from, which one do you take? Love would always lead the way in because it's your passion 
of what you deeply affection and you have the greatest interest in the greatest too. All stories of the greatest success minds found what they loved in life by no later than they were a mid-teenager. Mm. They, found, they found their gifts from the great being. Let's be honest, it's a lot easier to love something you have a knack or you have a gift for than it is for something you have to work and struggle in an uphill battle for. Well, if, uh, if it's not a battle, it's... Well, if you have a but it's not that kind of it, battle. But if you have a passion yeah. for it, I think, the is, you know. It is a compassion. You know, when you sense what you have, you go for it. You I believe that's, that's your calling and your destiny. But there are people who do it just because their father tells them to do it. Or mm -hmm. the school system tells them they, they have the aptitude to do this. You might, that's funny you should say yeah. that. When, when You're they living did the, in somebody else's life. Right, that's what actually it's the not movie... your life. If you, if you ever saw the movie The Dead Poets Society with Robin Williams, that was actually based... The, the character he took because that was based on his life. He wanted to be an actor rather than follow his father into the auto industry as an executive. And rather than take an attitude like the other father did that demanded he become a doctor and live a life that he didn't want and the kid took his own life, his father sat him down and said, Okay, I want you to pursue your passion. Your grades have to stay up. You have to be what you want in your own, be what you want in your own life, but you have to meet me halfway and you have to at least have a fallback plan in case what your passion doesn't pan out to what you want it to be. You can be everything you want and I'll support you all the way to the end. And if you make it that way, I'm so glad you did. If you don't, okay, I'm glad we were at least prepared for that too. And it, picture his life if his father said no and how much how much beauty the world would have lost from this man and yeah. who, who, who died at 63 years if not decades too young and brought the man the man because of he had that kind of voice took it uh, to troops around the world he went to homeless he raised money for homeless shelters for years he he built he built friendships he was able to build acting camps there's literally nothing he couldn't do because of that built societies right you're talking about robin williams yes it, it was after his life right that, that, oh okay i didn't know that yeah Pat, it was brilliant love is yeah. love is the is the My connection is the connection that you feel on a level that that gives you that sense of the universe is really in balance this is this is what it was i was really here for this is it makes you happy it Happiness is, happiness is just one, but a real feeling of peace and contentment is what I was going right. for. Because contentment is what you need. You know, you know for a fact that there's a sense well, inside of you when all, all other is crumbling around, there's something else that's, that'll come out of that that's better than what was there when you're gone from this world. When you're gone, that love stayed behind and it spread to the rest of the world. Well, like when Johnny Appleseed came, you, you spread a few seeds down. It doesn't look like much at first, but when... The time passes and you look back on it someday. Hey, the tree, the, the fruit and the trees that feed, eat hundreds if not thousands are there behind. Hmm. What a beautiful analogy. Yeah. All right, so Carolyn, I want to get to you. They say that God is love. So why does this world lack God, the Ten Commandments and having faith? Hmm. Well, you know, a friend of, me, friend of mine gave me a book recently. I haven't read it yet, but it's about how this is the least sort of barbaric era of humanity ever. Of course, I, I don't believe him, but that's why he sent me the book. <laughs> that, that it is the least. Yeah, so uh, God is love. It didn't say that, you know, 
that God, God's not a jailer in a sense that he puts you in jail and says, you believe what I tell you, or something. It's, uh, there's that matter of that little matter of free will that comes up that we have to understand. You know, there's, when I read the, uh, the Bible, I remember it says, in, in not too many places does it say this, but it, where it says God is, you know, everybody knows you know, he said, I am what I am or something. But God is love is one of them. God is power is another one. And God is might is another one. You have to figure out what you meant by power and might. But love is a little bit easier to uh, contend with. It's commit, especially with Corinthians 13, you know. It's commitment. It's, it's really being there when you don't want to be there. And sometimes sweeping things under the rug when you really don't want to. And, um, I think it's a lot of things that you do that you don't really want to do, but you're committed and, and you're looking at the, the right thing to do. So I'm sorry, what was your question? Why, don't, why isn't the world Why does there? the world lack that? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Um, you're talking about a more religious nature and... Um, sometimes we confuse love with infatuation or lust or desire or hunger or all these things. But it uh, comes, and it's all of those things put together. But it's also, you know, it's not only mind, body, it's also soul and emotion. Um, it's interesting. If you look at the world's religion, they all have the golden rule. All the great religions have the same golden rule, but to treat others the way you know you would want to be treated. In fact, there was a Muslim fellow named Al Khazali that said, "You've heard about you know treat others equally as you would want to be treated." Well, he said, "Treat others better than you want to be treated." Mm -hmm. What a beautiful world that would be! So uh, we each have that particular golden rule, but not. You know, some have an intellectual uh, focus. Some, I think Christians have a more loving focus, especially mm -hmm. since we learned more that, you know, Jesus is our brother as opposed to God is our strict father. Mm -hmm. There's a sort of a transition there after a while. Um, you know, Buddha says, why suffer? <laughs> it's mm -hmm. not about God at all. It's about suffering and... If you don't desire, you will not suffer. And kind of accepting the, the present moment. I, I have, in my life, have been fortunate to have had all these great traditions come together. What I'm a little perturbed about is that we didn't get a lot of philosophy in, in our lives. That we, you know, our ancestors probably would have had a little bit more of. They would have read in Greek or in Latin. They would have read all of the great philosophers, Plato and Socrates, and going down, going down the line, maybe in their original languages. So there's a lot of wisdom out there, I think, that we've... There's so much out there grabbing for our attention that it just didn't... A hundred years ago, they didn't have TV, radio, cars, internet, all these attention grabbers. 
They either read or maybe they listened to others orate. There's an oratory. Those are where people, like, they can listen to Pete, probably. And, and I don't listen, see why. I don't have that much smart. Endlessly? Yeah, no. It's, no, you're the slowest. So they, they studied the philosophers, and they studied the Greek that gods, sums it up and they me. learned from them. <laughs> <laughs> Mary's asleep. Everybody's sleeping. But it's not going to be jealous. <laughs> anyway. So I think that, I think that, well, the question that you had was why the world is not... Why is the world lacking it? Why is the world what? Not... not... Why is the we... world lacking faith? Lacking well, faith. I think it is. I, I, I think, think they have it. I think they have it, yes. You know, as I said, hope, faith, and the will to live comes from the dinosaurs. I mean, do you think you know, a dinosaur would want to be eaten by a tyrannosaurus or, you know... Dragons. I mean, everybody wants to live. You know, you throw a cat and the dog or in the water. I mean, they they, they want to come back out, there's right? A, I mean, it's an normal innate, function. An innate, an innate will to live. Yeah. Right. It's a spiritual thing that's biologically in all living mm. the biosystem. It's just there. A, a flower. You 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 hurt it, and a flower would want to come back up. It's struggling. You bend it or something. Yeah. You know, it wants to come back up and, and grow again. It's just it's just the nature of, of life to have that hope, faith, and will. Right, but keep in mind, your your senses and your own brainstem are the only ones that integrate the reality around you, which could be a lot or a very little at any one time. Faith faith is based on, on something that you have to have a certain amount of that for what you can't see or touch or taste or smell. Or, or get on your eyes and fingertips. It's something you have to, to go beyond you. Hope is the, is the best of things and the worst of things in people for all the same reason, for exactly the same definition. It makes you have faith and belief if to continue on in a journey when logic, reason, common sense, and all, all of your senses right. would have told you to quit a long time ago. And will. And, and might, and if it does, you don't, you'd never know if you could have stepped on. You never can be completely convinced that Maybe the next time it would have been better, or maybe the one after that it was better. Love, love on the other hand, is based on exactly that. It's a passion of, of a want, and not just a want and a desire, but a, a, the contentment of actually reaching what you've done. It's a sense right, of, right. of of relief as well as a sense like a sense of happiness at the same time because you've 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 crossed you've crossed a milestone. You've you've reached that point where you've integrated to the next level. You know. You know this is where you're supposed to be. Right. This is what. This is where something and the way a the what's balanced for your own life and it and gets you to that sense all, on on a physical and an emotional sense right. as well as spiritual. And it all stems from like, survival. Like being in the zone to survive. Correct. We're, we're all here. I mean, we haven't lived a thousand years ago. We only lived in this modern age. We have no idea. We can dream back at what it's like. We can go back Watch a thousand. A I mean, consider we wouldn't have much of a much of a trail to go back with it. If you took together all the paper there was for all of the entire Roman Empire, you couldn't even fill in two Cyclopedia Britannica books in order to do so. How that was a crazy that the the base of, of Buddha, Christ, or Muhammad, their whole lives were less than 30, 30 to forty years old, and then in a period two thousand years ago, at a time where there were no paved roads, and when Jesus went to 
Oh, Israel, for the census when he was 12, it took his family three days to go 100 miles. So you, you not only have to see it through the lens of what we know, you have to stop taking through the lens of today's modern world and, and cut and pasting it over yesterday's history. There's always so many other factors in play that go with it that it's all, I mean, you can almost lose count. It's a threat. It's like a thread. Correct. We weaves the story. And where humanity is only, maybe 15,000 years, maybe. I don't know. We don't really know. Ever. But, I mean, we've, we've been, life has been growing for billions of years, but civilization has, has as far as we know. 5,000, maybe 10 tops. Well, I think yeah, my I think the Chinese are like over thirteen, but and they're come and they're discovering other other sources that might be even even longer. Doesn't matter; could be a hundred thousand years old. Mm -hmm. How do we come to grips with our own humanity and and say, you know, we don't need to kill each other? Why can't we love each other? Why yes, can't we work it. together? The power of love. That's, the power of love. Power of love. I think uh, well, that's the Jimmy, other thing. You have Jimmy, to look at it from what's the word power mean? Jimmy Hendrix said. Well, I can say enthusiasm. Enthusiasm is a state of the mind that gets you to generate yourself. But there's it's also a a, but there's other powers that go with that. There's power of control. There's power over others. There's power of power. That's a state. That's a that's an option. Well, maybe maybe the maybe the power part comes into looking actually what is power, and we go back to electricity, and we go back to the positive and negative ions in our own system. Maybe that's the power that we have to be looking at. Then we can also life. say that is mm -hmm. it nothing more than than just a group of cells and atoms and and ions that and hormones that have all interacted together mm -hmm. that cause certain inner reactions yeah. in the human body. Is it all just? Is it all just one thing that this requires? <laughs> is that one thing over the other turns a person into one thing with it? What I've been saying lately is that it's not your body and it's not your mind. Mm -hmm. You are only a thought in space and time. Life is but a vapor, according to the Bible. And that's what we're wandering thoughts. We're collective wandering thoughts. So what does that mean in, in time? We were just a cosmic accident that just evolved with a brainstem over over millions of millions, maybe billions of years. Well, my interpretation is accident. I always said that for many years, oh, God no. is time, and time is existence. We have to stop looking at time okay. as though as linear going around. It, it's like a fluid ocean that continuously moves. Well, existing is maybe. solids, liquids, gases, and space. And if you remove time, do you have any of those? I don't know. To me, God is power. That I call it the great brain being, the, the supreme being. Love. The power I is pray love. The supreme being. All right, so I have a yeah. quick question for Judy. Judy, your turn. <laughs> so you I mentioned. I'm lost here. I'm like, so wait, you, what's the question about God? Earlier, <laughs> you. You mentioned about learning. Philosophy. Learning. Yeah. So, how important is it to teach the younger generation about values, beliefs, and uh, morals? It's very important, and I think that we have lost that along the way. Um, and I think part of that is because there is no form of religion. I believe that religion 
gives uh, morals and values and teaches you a way of life. And among all religions, I think that the stand that, that uh, you know, we all have the same common ground to lead a good life, to be good to other people, uh, to love other people, to help other people, um, to find the happiness in, in life. Um, and I think along the way, we have lost that. You know, um, kids come to, in the Catholic religion, they come to religious education. And a lot of times, once their sacraments are completed, uh, confirmation. They confirmate by confirmation, they, um, they don't, mommy and daddy don't take them to church anymore. It's like, let's mm. let them go because it's tradition rather than. Uh, journeying with their children to see where the religion can take them and show them the Ten Commandments and living, you know, by those um, by those practices. You know, we, we have become a country that we're so fortunate that we're not thankful anymore for what we have. We don't mm. we don't care. You know, yeah. it's it's no big deal to have an abortion anymore. Mm. You don't value life anymore. Yeah. Um, because things come so easy, everything that we don't value marriage anymore because divorce is so easy. We, you know, we don't, we don't, um, uh, we don't uh, compromise with our partner. So, all right, let's get divorced. I don't Modern medicine and technology you know, makes makes technology. things readily too accessible yes. that generations yes. ago. Yes. So can you? But so the but then can we can open up the, we can open up the other door on the other side of history and ask was. Was the marriage as well as was marriage based on love, or was it based on necessity? Well, today in, in today's society, uh, you know, uh, we we have options. It's not like years ago where marriages were arranged, or or other religions where where the marriage is arranged. In this country, we have freedom of choice. We have dating. You know, you don't have to get married to someone you don't like. You know, you you don't have to. You know, it's a matter of um, uh, of really paying attention when you're dating to to who you're dating and making sure that you talk about the issues that will. You need a you need a little bit of open. You can stick to your values and be conservative and move, but you and move in a slower direction. But you do have you have to leave the door open enough to move. You have to have something. And every great document in history is written with enough open endedness so that the interpretation can be done and the evolution of it, presuming it's not corrupted, can be moved in the right way and with the right philosophy. The right thing never changes. It's just people's perspective of it. Well, it's progress. As society changes, so does everything. Everything changes as society evolves. I know. As we evolve, as society evolves, everything changes. Everything. 
a mm. big wave. Right, right. I mean, we've evolved from the Neanderthal man. Here we are today. You know, we speak a language. We get hairstyles. Right. <laughs> That's right, Jim. <laughs> Those bomb hairstyles. And yes. New pants, shoes <laughs> that actually work. Yeah, right. You know, you know so it's a, you no know the, the earth has evolved, right? It continues evolving. You know, the earth changes. Every everything changes. So, so our perspective of the Catholic Church also changes. You know. I do have a question for Judy. So I'm, I bring up, I bring up doing what you love. Are you happy being a hairstylist, and could you see, can you see yourself doing that for the rest of your life? And no matter what you go through in life, that you'll be happy doing it. it. Yes, yes, I love it. I love it. It's a fun. It's it's fun. It's a different, so different than what I was doing, um, and it makes people feel good. You know, mm. when people get a good haircut, yeah. they get a good blowout. It's so satisfying. <laughs> like, it's really yeah. satisfying. You know, they, they're they happy. You're happy because you look, look what I did. You know, I made this person happy. Plus, you get a good review. Oh, you know, well, yeah. You know, they go on Yelp you, or Google. You turn something. You turn something negative into something positive. Right. You know, right. like the girl today, she walked in. She had long hair. She's like, yeah, I've been washed it a couple of days. It was all knotted up in this, this ponytail <laughs> and all that. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh, boy. You know, challenge, you know? So now, right, exactly. I went to the shop, but, and her hair was textured, so, you know, she had this nice wave to it and all that, and the color wasn't that great, but, you know, oh, well, her her highlights were growing out, and she was dark, so they were, like, a little bit on the orangey side, because when they grow out, that's what happens when you have dark hair, you know? But anyway, um, she just, yes, they get brassy, and, and, but she was a cute young girl, you know, so so I'm like, okay, what do you want to do? So we have a conversation. So again, you know, it's like a conversation with someone. Then, you know, you take them back, you give them a nice shampoo and a nice scalp massage, and they're all like, ah, relax. Like you could feel the relaxation, you know? And then the music's playing in the background, you know? And then maybe you want to chat with them a little bit, then they come back to your chair, and you're like, okay. How many inches off do you want? And I'm going to give you a little layer and a little face frame. Yeah, okay, great. You know, and you start cutting away and everything starts looking so nice. And then you give them this bomb blowout and you're there drying the hair and it's all coming together. And then you go like this and you're like, so do you love it? And they're like, oh, I love it. It feels so good. And they touch their hair and ah, it's such a great feeling. It's a pet. You know? It's a. It's a feeling of love and contentment and peace and, and the connection with the other person. Yes, exactly. You exactly. Don't, you, it's so right now, so what you're, you're going know. with is that, that right now you can you can't see. You'll, you'll, you'll never hair love. love. So the power of the hair. Right. So if he says it'll be for the rest of your life, you, you're never going to say always or never, but right now at this point, the odds are you're probably going to stay with this. Oh, yeah. Like, I'd love to have my own business one day, maybe, you know. Working on the and, dead. And working on the well, dead. Well, you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> they don't complain, I hear. They don't complain. Not a word. No. They love everything you do. They yeah. love everything. And they stay still. They don't move. Right. Like, when, they, <laughs> when, when you're talking, <laughs> they're just listening. And they're not shaking their head like this and like this, and you're not saying, keep your head straight, keep your head straight, keep your head straight. Mm. You know, it's great. So maybe someday we'll I, do that. I, uh, we had a neighbor that did that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty neat, right? Nice woman. Very nice woman. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
No robot? No Zoom? I'm going to retire for the night. It's been, been a pleasure. It's been night, a pleasure, folks. Peter. No, 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 I like this beard. I have a car with me. Yeah, yeah my wife left me the car. Hey, good night, folks. Good night, Peter. Still got Drew Dion, still got Carol and Jim. No, Pete likes to walk. Pete loves to walk. It's it's a couple of blocks away. We're neighbors, basically. Yeah, I put a new squirrel on the rotor wheel. All right, so Judy, if you want, get in front of the mic now. All right, be careful going home, Pete. Besides the fact that Judy does train, yeah, she does. I recently posted on Facebook for people to write letters to Biden and Putin to, you know, against the war. Yeah. To formulate something and know right. facts and you know get yeah. everything right. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Exactly. It took me a long time. I had to think, and I still have to make some. Stuff. That's why I said in the beginning, you're the author of the power of the love. Well, right there is love. She's trying to help somebody else. Yeah. Like yeah. Carolyn. Another country. Yeah. Power of love. You, you know, James, take my phone and take a, a photo. <laughs> I may not be able to block the bridge from you know Russia to the Ukraine or whatever. I can write a letter, at least. And, uh, so in it, I just quote, want to mention, I quoted this book that I came across. Someone had given me this book in 1996. Yeah. And it's called The Paradigm. <laughs> I thought she was going to say The Power of Love. <laughs> Paradigm, well, it has something to do with that, but it's more about truth. The Paradigm Conspiracy, written by uh, Denise Breton and Christopher Largen. Yeah. Uh, the subtitle is how how are systems of government, education, religion, and community, I think it is, uh, violate our human potential. And it focuses on the um, great well, the great grandfather of peace, known as the Ganawida, who was a Huron uh, in, uh, native native. Uh, in the 1500s, and he developed, with the help of others, this plan to bring peace to the six tribes of the Iroquois, of the Northeast uh, natives, which became the Iroquois Peace Treaty, which you might remember from school, to stop this bloodshed that they were having for 500 years. They were at war with each other for 500 years, and they eventually realized basically, that the white man was going to wipe them out. Why were they wiping out each other? <laughs> so they came to this peace, this peace treaty. And his premise was the 12 cycles of peace. And it was all about, live, um, I'm sorry, not peace, trust, um, truth, 12 cycles of truth. It was all about truth, living truth, walking truth, everything about truth, understanding really what the truth was. This is much more of a philosophy matter than a, than a more spiritual or emotional love matter, but I mention it because I'm writing to the presidents about this. I, I really think it was a pivotal book for me to read, and I think it's, a, it's um, initially, it's published by Hazelden, which publishes a lot of uh, information on addiction, 
Mm -hmm. and, these, and, these, and these authors were saying, really, we're, we're addicted to, we're addicted to war. And, oh, we are, and for not sure. And to peace. And we really need to work on peace. And how do we do that? So we, we need to change our structures. And, and they outlined a way to do that. We, you know, walking in truth. Imagine if nobody lied. Everyone was very truthful. Mm -hmm. The reason why I love hearing Pete speak is he's, he knows how to synthesize what he's talking about, in, for me anyway. In, yeah. In, very directly yeah, and very succinctly. It's a gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an orator, really. Yeah. yeah. So, um, anyway, I wanted to mention that if anyone's interested in. That's very interesting. But, you know, I think power, I think, is more what what uh, what really pushes the war. Everybody wants to be powerful. Everyone wants Power, to flex money. their muscles. Right, right. You know, everyone, every one of these leaders of these countries, you know, they talk about globalization, and I feel that every one of these leaders wants to be the one in power. Little do they know, the other guy is thinking the same thing. You know, our president thinks he's going to be the most powerful. The Chinese, uh, they think they're... That president uh, thinks he's going to be the most powerful, I don't know why. and the Russia, most Russia thinks the same. Destroyed. Yeah, they, well, they, but but it's the, the the power and the money. Because, but but they don't care about the people. No, they no. only care That's about them being in power. Right. You know, and them being in control, controlling the, the, the world. The really, are collective society. Mm -hmm. Like you heard of globalists. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what these are. It's yes. Been around they are. for. I guess very long time. Uh, well, um, communications, mainly. The, the Just recently, I would say, I would well, say recently. The only from, time you really have to worry about them is when they start getting fascist and massively killing you, supposedly. When they leave you alone and you're off to your own senses, which is. Well, it's, it's coming to the point. The well, the point I think we're coming to is that they want to tell everyone what to do. Exactly. It's do what I say. Yeah. I mean, you'll, you'll see it even in societies of whole, as a whole. Like if you're having a conversation with someone and, and you don't agree with them, they can't talk to you. Oh, I can't have this conversation. Right. Well, why not? We can't agree to disagree. Right. I'm, I'm good not with anymore. it. I'll talk to you. I'm mature enough to say, That's you know. That's what COS, what I may not like you, for. but I love you. Ah, COS is the power the of love. Having the power instead of the legislature of Congress. Yeah, I told you to enjoy this, Carolyn. Right. right. Well, the, what they don't, what they fail to realize is we pay them to work for us. They think that they, that we work for them. And that's not the way it is. Know. You know, our tax yes, dollars no, might no. be paying them, but we don't work for them. They work for us. And, and we, we start ha having to let them know. And hopefully in this election coming up, we're going to let them know. These old people need to get out. You know, and I don't care what side you're on. Have uh, to be there. Yeah. Nancy and Pelosi should not be 84 years old and still be sitting as the House Speaker. No uh, way. I, I, we need to get I, rid of her. I have to say something, though. When you have a longevity in a job, you have a lot of experience. Granted, you may not have all the new ideas, but you have a lot of wisdom that goes along with that experience. So I wouldn't throw the baby out with the bathwater, or in this case, the elderly out Well, I, I agree but I with agree, that, but... I do agree that the system may have to change so that new blood is taught just as well as... 
what the old but, blood has to But what the old blood is going to teach is what they want them to learn, and that's take the money and run. Take yeah, the money for yourself. Your, She's a, a gazillionaire. What is she doing still working? Look at the definition of politics, and it says exactly what's happening. That's what politics is. So if you want it, you get. You got to play the game. Well, we, we really I have to change. I hate to say it, but look at the definition. It's right there. Yeah, yeah. Nothing, they're right in your face all the time. And that's what it is. Well, that's it's stomach it. It's very it's very sad that they are not working for the people anymore and that they're working for themselves. And you know, so the media hard. I have to I have to blame the media also because oh. they're definitely not working for the people. They're so corrupt and in the pockets of all these politicians. I mean, to hide things if if any I don't care well, what side you're on if somebody is doing something wrong you need to let the people know because this is just as bad as the the, the like, countries that are are communists like talk about it in the covid I hate to bring it up but in the covid situation you you really cannot travel unless you're giving somebody a swab of your DNA or or some of your blood you can't travel in the world anymore right well for, for now for now tells me that she's going to pull out her vaccine card which is ridiculous. At least three times a week. Which is ridiculous. They're coming over the border freely, so, not with any vaccine of anything. And, and, and what happened to HIPAA? What happened to HIPAA? HIPAA went right out the window? What happened to HIPAA? That we're supposed to have doesn't a privacy. Ex oh, now yeah, all of a sudden it doesn't exist. But you don't have to pull out your ID to vote. You don't have to pull out your ID for all these other things. But yet, for, for, for COVID. And this too shall pass. Once we go to war, and, and I'm sure war will be coming, and my fear is a civil war and a world war at the same time. And, uh, you know, because it's brewing. And, you know, just things are going to happen. Things are going to happen. Yeah. But let's remember that the enemy is not the, the conservative or the liberal or any of those. It's really the power structure. Let's yes, it's the politicians. Well, to me, it's yeah. the politicians. Jim has been, God bless him, he's been getting involved in politics for a little bit, and he has been on this topic of the, co the Convention of State, which I is mean, a, a really, two societies, it's a really the big deal, Convention of State, which it, you should look into. What is it? They get well, you have to, states to I'm going to email you. Okay. You they get yeah. 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 Look, look it up. You yeah. have to look it up and read about it. If they get enough states to sign on to have to have a convention of states, it means that the whole is it just the Bill of Rights or the whole Constitution is the whole Constitution is up open, Article Five open, opened up. So, so when you say opened up, you mean opened up for change? Yes. Or, right. Yes. Okay. I, the states will have power, not uh, the feds. And what usually has happened in the past, states do have power. What has happened in the past is whenever the demands that are, that are, the federal government will acquiesce to those demands because they don't want the Constitution to open up. Because once you open it up, they can say, the, the states can say, we don't want the federal government anymore. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The federal government won't do that. So well, they usually acquiesce to what they want, so they better have what they want, you know, solidified. Okay. And that's a... That's interesting. Well, I'd like to hear more about be, that. I, I, have will, half I'll, the I want more people wow. to be involved. Yeah, well, and there right. are districts around. We're in the Northeast District. Mm -hmm. right. Okay, okay. And uh, I'm from District 26. But uh, you have them down here. Uh, Woodbridge mm -hmm. has one. Hmm. 
I'm sure it all down. I'll have to look into well. that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and I can find you people that will be. Uh, I'm sure, and, and I'm sure the richer area. states will be the last ones to sign. Tom's oh, River. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, well, just before uh, Tom's River. I mean Howell. Oh, Howell. Okay. Yeah. Are there any big states to sign on, like California or Illinois or? Oh, all the states are involved in this. I know, but which ones have ratified this already? Well, the 17. Yeah. You want me to call them more? I, no, but I, no, I'm just saying. Big, <laughs> you know where they are? They're states. largely from the, 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 the mid middle of the, of the country east. Mid to east? Yes. Interesting. Okay. That's where it is. Hmm. So we are hitting midnight. That's interesting. Yes, oh, wow. Midnight, is it? And I yeah, it's 11.55. Wow. wow. This is a great round Yeah, this is great, here. guys. I, I think next time. We should have told your mother to come and join us. Well, we got to do this every time. All right. Next time, I think. Can she sit down that long? Bernadette, you should. Next time. <laughs> we'll make her sit down that long. Next time. We'll talk about politics, and that'll make us sit down. Next time your daughter's here, we should have a debate between you and her and just talk about oh, whatever I you guys want to talk about. My daughter's too small for me. I can't do it. I think I want to see that on my show. She talks to me, and I'm like, oh, okay. We're gonna she have keeps that. me posted on what's going on, honestly. All right, guys. I'm signing off. James, see you guys I'm next time. you, that's where I get my new sources from. My new source is Allison Lewis. Okay. Power of love, Carol. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Next time, we're going to do something again. That was fun. Right. See, Carolyn, wasn't that good? Yeah, I'm glad you joined us, Carolyn.